My name is Jason Samard, and I am the founder of Sims Coaching Systems. I'm here with my co-founder, Joe Moretti, and we're here on the Seven Figure Real Estate Podcast, the podcast you didn't know you even needed. Everyone, get your notepads out. Let's go. We're going to bring you value week over week, and we're actually going to be a lot of fun, and we hope to make you laugh out loud. Subscribe to our channel. Check the content out. If you're looking to take this to a whole nother level, we got you covered. We Here go. we are, and we're back. back Joe Moretti. Hey, listen, um, I'm in a pretty good mood right now. My Kansas City Chiefs won yesterday. Kind of bittersweet, and I'm going to tell you why. I have this thing that I do. I don't bet on my team. I bet against my team. I know that sounds really crazy. So I bet a bunch of... Intuitive. Yeah, I bet a bunch of money on the Eagles yesterday. And the reason I do that is if my team loses, it doesn't hurt as bad. And if my team wins, I'm happy. So either way, I feel like it's not so bad. So you just never go all in. So I just don't go all in on my team. I know that's crazy. And, and There's a lot of people right now that are like... This strategy has worked terribly, over. by the way. I've lost probably $1,500 in betting in the last three weeks, week, four weeks because <laughs> of this strategy. Um, but I'm happy. My Kansas City Chiefs just won the Super Bowl, two of the last four Super Bowls. Patrick Mahomes, my favorite player in the NFL amazing performance like iconic performance mvp pretty happy welcome back to the joe freaking schmo show whatever i don't even know how to talk today i'm just so happy joe. how's your back uh it's it's going so number one yeah i uh, do apologize I, I missed the last time we filmed the podcast i wasn't here you did it on your own i am back uh half the man that i was when i left i guess Joe had a little back. accident in the gym. Yep. Yeah. yeah he, it's uh, we're not going to get into who I placed the blame on publicly, but I think there is blame that could be. You know, it's funny. Joe's blaming areas. everybody but himself. The reality oh, no, of it is, no. he allowed himself forty-two years on this earth to get out of shape, and he went to lift weights the wrong way. His trainer was distracted with uh, his training partner, um, Jamie. We love you, but you there know. was a couple flags down on that play. When the injury occurred, but really, you, that right you are, it's your own fault for being that out of shape to where your back would throw out from lifting a little bit of weight doing a deadlift. Which is weird because like I can deadlift a fair bit. Like I don't, well, not a ton, but I'm, I'm not bad at it. Right. So clearly you're not bad at it, but your back is messed up. Anyways, My back is messed up. Your okay, back, let's, so let's, he's really bad at it. His form's terrible. His coach should have been all over it. Didn't happen. Love you, Car. Still, but you guys are gonna have to talk and figure out a, a game plan going forward. Joe's fragile; his body's telling him that, so you're gonna have to really baby him. It's the hinge movements, the hinge movements that get me every time. So, yeah, we'll we'll figure out a strategy. Right now, it's just like the pain management and just yeah. getting through sleeping for the night. So that's, that's sucks funny. that you're going through that, bro. Honestly, like I'm, I can tease you, but back pain's oh, no yeah. fun. So it ain't no joke. Hey, no let's joke. talk about let's talk about Karens. I had a Karen recently, and I gotta just like air this grievance really really kind of bothered me and I want well, people to pay attention to this we today. We get Karens like every day so you okay. have to refresh my memory. Well, like, there's we, a get, Karen we, get, we get a lot. I'm in the middle of of facilitating a group coaching session, you know, our Tuesday mastermind session. Oh, the great incident yeah. of September, the September 2022. Karen. Well, I don't know if it was that far back or not, but anyways, <laughs> so I'm sitting there facilitating and as I'm facilitating, this lady decides to say, you know, it's not endearing when you swear. Oh, in the middle of me facilitating, like she's distracting me with this. And I'm just like, are you in my head? I'm thinking, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like you come in here and start facilitating in front of a hundred people, you know, like 
I swear, I never swear at people. I swear for context. I swear for shock value, mm-hmm. right? If I say, hey, let's fucking go, sounds a little, it's, it's a little yeah. more shocking than if I say, you know what, Joe, go fuck yourself. That's pretty mean. I don't do that. That's pretty mean-spirited. Have I ever done that that you've seen to anybody? Not that I've seen. Not that I've seen. So no. But I think, I think I, I know the time you're talking about. I think you wanted to. I think you, you like jumped off the call and you're like, I was just like, you I know what? I, I I'm sorry, guys, but pieces. this like, I, I'm so rattled right now. Because like, I'm giving 150%. Yeah, which is what we do. Pouring value, giving my heart and soul, trying to give like something to people. And then this Karen decides that it's not endearing when you swear. Like, I give a fuck what your opinion is. I'm sorry, but like, I'm at a point in my life where if you don't like the fact that I like to use swear words sometimes for context and shock value, then... Don't don't pay attention to me. Don't jump on the mastermind call. You can actually hit the exit button. There's an end button that you can hit on Zoom that allows you to exit. Like, I'm okay with not being everybody's cup of tea. I actually like my personality and I like the fact that I stand for something and that I have some passion. Mm-hmm. And so I want to attract those types of people that appreciate that. And there's people that don't and that's fine. They can go and hang out with you because you're a little more safe. You know, I, I think that some people just aren't used to, it's almost like giving somebody a direct message. Like the people just aren't used to it. I think they don't know what, what to do. Well, I'm sorry your parents coddled you and didn't tell you the mm-hmm. truth, but you need to focus your energy on yourself and not worry about what other people are doing. Because if you're worrying about what other people are doing, I promise you, you're not achieving what you could be. So there's something that people listening right now, mm-hmm. if you're a Karen Worrying about other people. And I swore to my mother-in-law. Her name is Karen. I love her. This isn't about you, Karen. But it's so just... Producer Ryan also has a mother-in-law named Yeah. Karen. I think a lot of people have mother-in-laws named Karen. I have a Pamela. Pamela? Yeah. Pam's awesome. Pam's a you saint. You have the best mother-in-law, Pam's though. Saint. She treats you like yeah. gold, man. Pam's a saint. Just uh, unbelievable. She does these little things called Pam Bowls. Well, we talked about the, the Pam Bowls in like episode two. No, seriously. Two. Yeah. These are legendary. Like, I want a Pam Bowl so bad. Joe's like, so what she'll do is she'll, if she knows Joe's coming to town, she'll actually call ahead of time and she say, yeah. hey, Joe, I'm going to have your, your favorite little snack. And so she'll figure yep. out what popcorns he wants and she'll like layer like salty popcorn, sweet oh, yeah. popcorn, spicy, spicy popcorn. With mangoes hanging off the sides. She'll have mangoes hanging off the sides and then she'll have some it's of his like favorite chocolate. candies oh, yeah, and chocolates on the top yeah. and these are called pambles and yeah. I the way that Joe's described these things I've never seen one but I've wanted one so badly you've actually tried to recreate it you I've recreated my version of a pamble but it, I, it doesn't taste the same it doesn't have no, the same love no. you know and you know speaking of delivery with love I have a very exciting announcement to make what's that so I don't know if it's a it's more of a cautionary piece or an announcement either way so we have a visitor in the office tomorrow who's coming in my father has requested oh great <laughs> mr moretti yeah big pete if you think that i speak my oh, mind man. and then direct i've heard stories of pete uh, moretti so my dad is an interesting character again old uh, italian guy he's 74 now so when my dad really loves something he yells at it when he's mad at something he is yelled at he yells at it. when he's scared of somebody he he yells at them so it's, um, you're in for something. My dad's going to come in. He's going to give me life advice, parenting advice, health advice, probably some type of financial advice. He's also going to give us business advice tomorrow. On oh, how, perfect. Yeah, he's also going to teach us how to sell uh, real estate. Oh, awesome. So all at the crack of three for a 60-minute whirlwind tour 
of uh, my childhood, you can actually be here at three. Paige, maybe you want to come in and hang out too and record this because I'll tell you, my dad is like a fucking tornado in a trailer park. He's going to tear up everything in his Can way. we please capture some moments of that tomorrow, Paige? Paige, you want to come down at three? Oh, sweet. perfect. When you, when you hear you the yelling. happen to be sitting in the background working there and then just let this unfold and then capture moments. Yeah. I got to see this. I've heard stories. Oh, shit. I've heard stories. And if you think that I can be like direct mm-hmm. and tough, Ooh. I'm nothing compared nothing to compared what to Pete man. Moretti is, I think. I, I'll be 44 in April. 44. And there's only one person I've encountered on the planet that I'm actually still scared of. And it's, it's, it's my father. He's, <laughs> he's, he just has the look of death. Like, I've seen him beat people up physically, <laughs> emotionally, mentally. My dad's a destroyer of planets. So if you want to see Pete Moretti, but also probably the most heartfelt, passionate man you'll ever meet, I will say that, but he's coming down to sort my life out because he knows my back is sore. <laughs> so, he loves you. Joe's an only child, too. I am in an Italian family, an only child. So it's you have like this place like on this pedestal. So when something goes wrong, you just get yelled at until you get put back up. Right. And this back issue has dropped me down a peg. So my dad's going to yell at me until my back fixes itself. Right. Yeah, that's perfect. So he's going to awesome. yell at me. So yeah. So let's talk some business. Let's yeah, talk man. a little shop. What are we seeing out there? What's uh, We're seeing th- people are picking up. It's crazy. It's almost like interest rates are still high. Money's not as cheap as it was, but multiple offers. We're seeing multiple it's offers. Now, it's a thing again. Yeah, not all markets, but definitely starting Mm -hmm. to see signs of multiple offers coming back. It's like I've been telling people, though, the demand that was there a year ago didn't just disappear. It froze, Mm -hmm. right? When interest rates start going up and people are unsure, they panic and they don't do anything. And so what's happened now is people are realizing, okay, like we're starting to find like that baseline now for where interest rates are at. It's not actually the end of the world. In a lot of places, price is corrected enough to offset it. So I think a lot of people are realizing that they can go in and buy homes at good value right now in comparison to where they were a year ago. I think we're, we're going to enter a, a, a more normal market, but it seems like right now with inventory levels still being low, there seems to be more appetite out there. Mm-hmm. Things are starting to move. So that's an optimistic thing. And what we're noticing is our students who have been taking action and with consistency for the last six months, they're busy. They're oh, yeah. putting a lot of deals together. And I've, it's like I've been telling them, all you need to do is just stay disciplined and consistent. You're not always going to have motivation every day. But if you are disciplined and consistent and work with purpose, things are going to happen. And if the market just starts, starts turning just a little bit, just a little bit like it is, you'll start popping off deals. And exactly, exactly what we said was happening. Now, the next thing, we've got some big news. We just made a big um, merger, right? We just we added a, a big team out of Victoria. We've grown Sims Real Estate Group. With that comes some headaches, you know, uh, growing pains that happens anytime you yeah. have yeah. growth, you have some change management and things like that, that you have to work through. We just sat through a lunch with somebody that we're very near and dear to. And, um, you know, always enjoy getting his perspective. He is the closest thing to me in production on our team. You know, as far as like agents out there, he is the closest thing that we have on the team, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, him and I have been working since like month number four in Sims Real Estate Group history. So I have a lot of respect for for this gentleman. And it's always nice to get his perspective and, you know, him giving us, hey, this, these are some things that maybe you're not seeing or hearing. So always appreciate when we can catch up. Yeah. And I think perspective is amazing, right? And I, I think you always need to take it with a grain of salt. But I think there's always something behind it, right? We've talked, there's, there's smoke, there's fire. 
So I love hearing the feedback. I love hearing about the constant improvement. And I think people just need to realize, I mean, nothing's ever going to be perfect. It just, it can't be. It's, it's not a, a thing, that, that, that quest for perfection. You need to find happiness within the chaos, right? You need to understand your, your role and you need to understand what makes you happy and push towards it and actually build plans. I think you really have to struggle and you have to work hard to be happy. I don't think you can sit back and say, well, I'm just, I'm going to be happy today. Yep. Right? You, you got to work, right? And that's one of the things that I love uh, our business partner we were talking to is, you know, again, for somebody who is like, he's like a gargantuan performer, like a behemoth in our market. Yeah. But still just to hear him go, you know what? There's still things that I want to accomplish, things that I want to do personally, things I want to do inside my business. And just hearing some of the ideas, because I think a lot of people would sit back and go, well, he must be happy. His business must be perfect, but not understanding what goes into creating that business. So that's one thing I really like hearing about is, is hearing from a top producer what they could have done differently or the projects they're working on. That's what makes me excited. Well, and, and anybody listening to, I want you guys to know building a business isn't about perfection. It's never going to be mm-hmm. perfect. If you have people that work within your business, there's going to be some dysfunctions. There's going to be times where you bump heads, don't see the world the same way. People take things the wrong way, misunderstand where you're at. It's okay. What you have to do is just work on communication. Talk through it. It's like marriage. I love my wife, but like, do we always get along? Do we always see eye to eye on everything? No, we don't. And do we constantly have to remember to communicate and like work through things? Yeah, we do. And if we don't communicate, it's like a small crack in a windshield that can grow. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we find ourselves in, in not the best place. So it could be the same in your business. So if you're a leader and you're not in regular communication with your people and being open to hearing different perspectives and sometimes just listening. Yeah. And that's tough for me because, you know, I'm a problem solver. Me too. I always feel like I take on all the problems. And when you have almost 30 people now in your organization and their families, it's a lot of weight to carry for one person. It can be. And uh, if we sat there and I took on everybody's personal problems and put them into my own bucket, I'd be in a loony bin, to be honest. So it's like, how do you find that like balance where you're, you know, empathetic to what's going on with people, but not carrying their problems with you? And one of the things you said, you know, when people bring problems, Mm -hmm. you push back a little bit. I do. Give an example of, of, you know, for people listening right now, what they can do if they're getting problems brought to them. And people are kind of using them as a dumping ground. How do you overcome that? Yeah, this is something I learned really, really on in leadership. And it's something that uh, I will totally admit that I forget from time to time. And I need that constant reminder. People come to me with issues, you know, um, let's just say I'm just going to come up with something. Let's say client care or, or inside sales. Let's say there's a communication breakdown. A lead gets sent over. They don't know if they're pre, pre-approved. They don't know if they're working with an agent. You know, maybe not all the questions have been asked, but it's something that's hot, it's ready, it goes over for further pre-qualification, goes over to an agent. Agent looks at the file and goes, well, I don't know what broker they're with. I, I, I don't, are they working with an agent? They start looking at everything that's gone wrong. So they pick up the phone and they go, hey, Joe, I just got this lead handed off. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a junk lead. Well, client care this, client care that. And my first question is always, well, what have you, what have you done about it so far? Well, I'm calling you. I go, okay. Talk to me about the conversation that happened before you came to me. Talk to me about the peer-to-peer coaching. Well, I haven't had that yet. Well, why don't you go have that, then come back? That's always my go-to. What have you done yourself to find solution before you've come to me? Because just like you said, with 30 people, 30 plus people, 
I can't solve everybody's problems. Yeah. But what I can do is empower and create the culture where people can feel that they can go and they can seek that resolution. They can have those positive conversations. And if the chain of communication breaks down, I'm there to facilitate. Right. But if it's they haven't had that conversation yet, to me, it's like, well, I'm actually the second point of contact. Right. Because I think peer-to-peer recognition and coaching is so amazing. One of the things I tell new agents as well is, as you're going out and you're doing your first transactions, go talk to the agent on the other side of the deal. And if it was great, leave feedback. Leave that five-star review. And they'll probably leave one back for you. But again, constant feedback, constant communication before just throwing your arms up in the air. So, Well, it's like kids. Oh, My yeah. kids do this all the time. So they'll come to me because... I'm easier to get their way with when it comes to like snacks and stuff. I could believe that. Uh, yeah. My wife's a little hardcore on that front. Right. So oh, they yeah. know they come to me and then we'll I'll say, well, what did mom say? And my daughter, my daughter, she's four. She's like, she said it's okay. And I'm like, I'm on to her now. Cause I know she's lying and I'm trying to like teach her like, you shouldn't lie. <laughs> she's a little interesting. That one, I got to tell you, she could be so sweet and then turn on a dime. <laughs> Anyways, she's she's super cute, though. That's the problem. She knows it, too. The fact that she already knows that at four years old. But they'll play you, right? Well, in a business, it's the same thing, right? They might call me and then call somebody else and get a different response. And sometimes misery just, like, wants company. Mm-hmm. And I think with you and I, because we have so much on the go with what we're doing, we're trying to be efficient. So this is why we try and push back and say, well, what solutions do you have to bring to the table? Like, we're not your dumping ground. We're, you know, we can't be your dumping ground. And so what we have to do is teach other people to do the same thing. Because the more we push back and say, well, what are your thoughts? How would you, like, where would you like to see this go? The more people can realize that, like, most of their problems, they can solve themselves. And I think this is why women often like to just vent and not look for a solution. Like, when my wife vents to me, she's actually not wanting me to fix her problem. She just wants me to listen, which is her <laughs> way of sort of working through it. Yep. And, and. That's different because, like, if I come to you with a problem, Joe, I'm, I expect you to give me a solution. Of course, like that's just you, how my ma- if you if you could have done it, you would have done it. So I need to help you do it. Right, but that's just what we do. That's like my man brain thinking, yeah. but sometimes I forget that, like, you know, there's other communication styles, and sometimes people just want you to listen. And so we're working on that, being better listeners. What you and I, or you, you and your wife. Both me and my wife, me and you, me and, me and my ev- business me, partners, me and everybody, me and, and Paige. Everybody. Like we're always like I, I need to become a better listener. It's something I'm working on. I, I really mm-hmm. do want to listen because I care. Thing is, like I think sometimes people misunderstand how much I actually care. Like I care so much that I literally am willing to take bullets for everybody here, and I would literally be the first person to say, "Just take me out if there's a gunman." Like it's it's really weird, but like that's how passionate I am about all of you, and I feel very like protective, like my own family. And I think it's hard for people to really understand that. But when they have problems, I feel it too. When you come in and you're going through some stuff, I feel it. If Paige is going through something, I feel it too. But I have had to learn how to not let that stop me from moving us forwards because the negative impact of taking on other people's feelings will will be worse for everybody. I agree. And you know, one, one tip I would give for everybody is understand the difference between sympathy and empathy, mm. two totally different pieces. And I'll tell you, there's a, the most amazing YouTube video and I will try to watch it as I bet I've seen it a hundred times. I think I've even showed you it. It's by a speaker named Brene Brown. 
I don't know. I think she might even be a psychologist. I'm, I'm not sure. Anyway, shout out to Brene Brown. Brene. Good <laughs> sorry, to- sorry, I forgot your title wrong. Brene Brown. And it's actually called Empathy. And it's how empathy drives connection. Sympathy drives disconnection. Empathetic responses never start with, yeah, but. They never start, or they, and they also never have a silver lining. And I think really important to understand is an empathetic response typically is, you know, Jay, uh, I, I don't really know what to say, but I'm really happy that you told me. That's empathy. Sympathy is, okay, yeah, Jay, wow, that really sucks. But at least you've got leads coming to you though. Right. Right? That's sympathy. And mm-hmm. you're just like, well, why did I even bother? And I've caught myself doing that many times. Yeah. So understand the difference between sympathy and empathy. Like you want to you elevate your business, be sympathetic to your clients. Sorry, be empathetic to your clients. If you want to elevate personal relationships, again, work on that empathy. It's not about solving the problem. It's not about the silver lining. It's listening to understand and acknowledging that you don't have the answers. But I'm really happy that we're in this place together. Right. That's sympathy versus empathy. So Brene Brown, empathy, check it out. It will overhaul how you run your business. I promise. If not, I will bet Jason's paycheck against yours. You heard it here. Wow. (laughs) It's not a very big paycheck at the moment. So there you go. Um, Guys, I hope this is helpful. I appreciate it. And I totally can see in, in myself how I can be more empathetic and less sympathetic at times. That's really helpful. Hope you guys picked up on that. Um, subscribe to our channel. If you guys want to level up in your business, you guys are looking to take things to another level, just remember, we have an incredible Sims Academy. We just finished our first wave. Huge feedback, massive momentum that agents are getting. Wave two is blowing up. Like We have so many people in there getting so much value. And and as people continue to implement, it's so fun and contagious to see the wins. If you're somebody that's looking to turn your business into a business because you want to move from having more active to more passive income from your real estate business where you're not always exchanging time for money. That's where I can help you. You know, if I can help you do that, that's what I do. That's my specialty. That's my passion. Um, We also have a seven figure academy that we launched and started last week. That's going incredibly well. Uh, Session number two is going to happen tomorrow. That's something that you're looking at. You want to take your business. Maybe you're stuck at that four or five, 600,000 level and you haven't figured out how to get past the million GCI mark and how to have more time freedom and an exit strategy. I'm the guy to help you. I've done that. So um, anyway, subscribe to our channel. Make sure you guys listen to our podcast. Give us some feedback. We always appreciate it. Joe, as always, love hanging out with you, brother. Always a pleasure. Cheers. Deuces.